0: Hello and Namaste, this is Jyoti Batrai. Welcome to Med School Tupendo. This podcast is hosted by a med student who is going to the med schools for the second time. And this podcast is intended to bring in hope and about never giving up attitude and second chances. I will be sharing my stories alongside with my colleagues, other med students about things related to med school, their struggles and stories and the process and many more. We will talk about life and how day-to-day things and events can have an impact on a med student. We will be having interviews with med students and doctors along the way. Welcome again to Med School 2.0. And now, let's begin with this episode. To do this episode is... uh, The main reason behind doing this episode is because, you know, the process of applying to medical school is um, around the corner. Um... People say that you know uh, their like primary application process is somewhere around like April, and should be completed by June, July, and then you know um, the deadline would be August first for most of the schools. So since we're in July, I wanted to do this uh, podcast episode um, bringing in someone from the uh, administration and and have a phone talk with someone who's been doing you know the admissions process for a long time uh he's an assistant director of admissions uh, to say the least um and so let's let's uh, hear what he has to say hi everyone welcome to medical 2.0 uh we are here with david orza and he's going to say who he is today. Hi, David, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, first question would be the most crucial and most difficult questions that most of the med students and even uh, the people going for the residency uh, face, and I'm going to ask you that. Tell me about yourself.
1: Sure. So, uh, well, first, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and I definitely do appreciate the opportunity of being on your podcast. Uh, for those that are just tuning in, I am David Arosa. Uh, I am one of the assistant director of admissions with New York Institute of Technology's College of Osteopathic Medicine.
0: Well, David, uh, we we really appreciate you being in the show, and and thank you for being here. Um, Tell us, tell us what you, what's your day-to-day job in NYITCOM is like?
1: Sure. That's a great question. And, uh, you know, uh, there are so many different, uh, areas that I cover within the admissions process. So, uh, one of my, uh, you know, my day-to-day can uh, vary depending upon the time of the year, but it's a never ending process. You're Mm. always on the go, uh, between, uh, recruiting students, putting on wonderful, engaging information sessions to get people to uh, become interested in the medical school, but also just in the whole uh, philosophical approach of osteopathic medicine. Uh, but I also do uh, review through some applications on the forefront. Uh handle some operations with the interviewing process mm-hmm. and uh, it's really a team effort between all of us within the whole entire institution so uh, as mentioned my day-to-day operations can vary from you know month to month mm-hmm. and it is starting to pick up again now since we are now about to seat the first class coming in in august and also uh, you know working on reviewing through applications for students that are looking to join us in august of 2023
0: Great um, what what made you choose uh, choose uh, NYIT com in the first place?
1: Wow, that's a really great question uh, you know for me personally, I have been within the world of higher education for almost fifteen years now, and I think that one of the things that drew me to NYIT com and the opportunity uh, was uh, the change of pace. Uh, my background uh, primarily is within the undergraduate world, working with a lot of high school students looking to go to college. And uh, it, it's definitely a different mindset whenever it comes to the admissions process. And I wanted that change of pace. So I thought that NYIT Com had something new and fresh to offer to me. Uh, and uh, I just overall enjoy just seeing students uh Right away, from the very beginning of their early stages of their career, and then seeing them thrive throughout their whole entire four years there. Yeah.
0: Uh, the other question that I, I wanted to ask, um, being an EPP, is can you can you give us a a brief uh, explanation in, in 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 differentiating between what is traditional, non traditional student, and EPP uh, regarding NYITCOM?
1: Sure. That's a really great question. And uh, for those of you that are very unaware of the acronym EPP, it stands for Immigrate Physicians Program. Uh, We are uh, very fortunate enough to be the only medical school in the whole entire United States, whether it's allopathic or osteopathic uh, medical schools that offer this unique opportunity for uh, foreign born and trained medical doctors that have the equivalent to the United States MD in the United States to go through a whole nother rigorous four years of medical school, specifically in osteopathic medicine to hopefully, uh, gain successful residency upon completion. So those kinds Mm -hmm. of students, of course, are definitely very non-traditional, uh, you know, and some of them already have families, uh, coming into medical school, children, uh, you know, and some of them have been in the United States for quite some time prior to uh, joining our wonderful program. And for the, what you said, the traditional population, I actually think that they have both traditional and non-traditional populations, Uh, you know, and this, Mm -hmm. you know, has come from such a huge shift in students looking to go to medical school where they're not just coming immediately from college they're actually they're actually taking time for themselves to mature uh to get more life experience under their belt to travel uh to maybe uh enhance their academic profile or their resume prior to coming to medical school so with the traditional population also offers a non-traditional population of students that have been out of school for some time, but have the credentials from a United States college that are now looking to move forward in their journey towards becoming a physician.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um, Also, whenever I talk to uh, prospective students or those who really want to get into medical school, they they have this fear about MCAT and and you know and number of attempts and should I be applying with two attempts or not? Can can you broaden anything about it?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. And I, I think uh the answer is going to vary upon medical school to medical school. But yes, there is that common uh common thought out there that if I take it so many times, will that impact the decision-making process? Mm -hmm. Uh, That could very well be true in some programs. For us, we are always looking for the highest score within the period of time that we require. So for example, this cycle that has just recently opened for students who wanna start in August of 2023, Mm -hmm. we will accept the examination that was taken from January of 2019 all the way up until the last attempt of January of 2023, and we will take the highest yeah. score within that period. Uh, are we going to see multiple MCAT attempts? Yes, we will. Uh, but that's why we strongly do like to give every student the benefit of the doubt and look at not only just how do they perform on the standardized test, but what else do they have to bring to the table.
0: To someone who would be unaware, it does. Someone need to be or need to have a science background to apply to uh, a med school or, uh, let's say, NYIT come do they need to have a science background?
1: The most important thing is to make sure that you have the basic prerequisites that any medical school is looking for or health professions. However, uh, students do not have to uh, major in a degree of science in mm-hmm. order to go to medical school. Uh, mm-hmm. There are plenty of students that are... Uh, coming to medical school with a psychology degree or they might be joining us with a history degree or even sometimes art therapy degree. Uh, But they did take the minimum prerequisites or they went back and took additional education uh, to fulfill those requirements in order to be hopefully successfully prepared to come to medical school.
0: And let's say if if there's a myth surrounding med school or applications surrounding a uh, med school that you want to debunk, what would that be?
1: It's never too late to go to medical school. I think that the myth out there is, uh, you know, I think that the myth out there is um, I'm too old to go to medical school or um, right. I've been out of school for quite some time, so that may not be something that uh, the medical school is interested in. I, uh, that is definitely a complete myth. Uh, But we always encourage the students to think about, as they are looking to embark on this journey, how long medical school takes, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen after medical school, such as the residency, and where they're going to go from there. So that's where we leave the choice up to the applicant or the potential applicant uh, to make that decision on what's best. But that's, uh, I think, a a big myth of uh, uh, when is the right time uh, to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's uh, something that every uh, potential applicant has to uh, think about before they make that decision.
0: Right. What do you do for fun, David? What do you do for fun? Spill the beans.
1: Oh, boy. So uh, I I really do enjoy, uh, right now, my wife and I are uh, really big into uh, the television series Bones. I know it's been... Uh-huh, okay uh, it I think it's been around since two thousand and six, if I remember correctly from the first season, so we're just finally getting into that uh getting into that show and we're loving it. We finally have uh dived into the drama <laughs> so that's what we definitely like to okay. do uh for fun as a husband and a wife and uh as parents uh we just enjoy really uh spending as much time. Uh, with our kids as possible, just uh, really soaking in all the fun times uh, while they are yeah. so young. Uh, just like today, we were out in the pool a good portion of the day and enjoyed the sun while we can get some.
0: Oh, nice. Um, COVID, right? The thing that shook up the world in so many different ways. Um, I always wanted to know what was... Your reaction, the first time you heard about it, like the very first time when news channels were breaking up the news saying, oh, there's a thing called COVID coronavirus and spreading in China. What was your first reaction to that? Uh,
1: For me, it was definitely more along the lines of uh, how is this going to impact us here? It was definitely uh, frightening because if one thing that has taught us Uh, throughout this whole entire time and just seeing the history of what's happened in medicine. uh, You know, uh, whenever we see something new like this, how are we going to react? So uh, once I heard about it and then once it finally hit here in the United States and it definitely became a concern Mm -hmm. where things began to shut down, uh, that's whenever I started to realize like, oh boy, this is something that is going to impact us for, Hopefully not that long of a time, but of course, little did I know that it was going to be, you know, two years uh, until we actually were able Mm -hmm. to somewhat get back to what we call the new normal, uh, you know, post-COVID, even though COVID is still not eradicated and it never will be.
0: Mm -hmm. And how has the surviving the pandemic and what has surviving the pandemic taught you?
1: For me, I I really... uh, I've, I've always said this before, and uh, I think that whenever something new presents itself, it definitely allows me to re, reevaluate my priorities. And for me, it just really allows me to say, just cherish every moment that you have and cherish everything that you have. Uh, take advantage of every opportunity you do have, because uh, this was uh, one of the most uh, difficult times, I think, in everybody's uh, time whenever this happened to all of us and uh i'm just very grateful that i've had the opportunity to work beside such great people uh and also comfort people that have uh you know uh, lost their loved ones uh during this uh during the pandemic
0: um so you know uh i'm i'm one of the one of the luckiest people who who is also a ambassador for the school uh, what, instead of me answering, or instead of me explaining these things to the prospective students or anyone else, what would you say you've seen as a student life in NYIT.com? Like, what are the things that you most definitely like about the student life here at NYIT.com?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that uh, to really sum it up, it's, so collaborative. And I know that everybody hears that word across a lot of institutions, but I could definitely say for sure. From the first day that I came on campus, even as a interviewee for my position and my current role, Mm -hmm. I noticed right up front that there was just a vibe and a cohesiveness between the faculty, the staff and the students. And that's another thing that also sold me on wow, this seems like a great place to definitely work and take advantage of all the opportunities. So I have to say that, uh, student life is, uh, very robust, uh, at both of our locations of NYITCOM. Uh, I think that we are bringing in wonderful, Mm -hmm. innovative leaders that have paved, uh, the way for uh, a lot of their future colleagues. And they're always bringing new innovative ideas to the table. So, uh, I have to say that I'm very impressed knowing that they have such a well-balanced life between uh, you know, taking advantage of all the extracurricular opportunities on, on and off campus, on top of maintaining such a rigorous, uh, structured curriculum, along with also having life on the outside of medical school.
0: Okay. So I know you and me both would be biased if we start talking about NYT.com, but if you can be unbiased and answer me, why one should choose NYIT.com?
1: Why one would choose NYIT.com? All of our students are genuinely uh, happy. They are very excited about what the institution has to offer them. Uh, But also, they are very upfront about what they would like to see change. And I think that's something that has told to prospective students is that our medical students and our student body have the platform to make a difference. And I think that people love to know that they have that platform to uh, provide uh, feedback. And have open arms from the administrator side to receive this feedback because it's their experience. And Mm. I think that our students and prospective students are very drawn uh, to that type of environment of Mm -hmm. being able to make an impact and possibly even make a change if they feel that it's going to be better for the whole entire program.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, we have... Uh, so many organizations in this school I, I am I'm am involved in internal medicine I know you're you're involved in Be B, The Match can you, can you talk a little bit about what's Be A Match uh, organization at the school is yeah
1: Yeah, uh, thank you so much for bringing that up. And uh, I'm very honored to be the inaugural advisor for the uh, Be The Match chapter at NYITCOM. Just a little something on Be The Match. Uh, I was very unaware of Be The Match was until I became a member of Be The Match and decided to uh, go into the registry. This is a registry of... Literally thousands and thousands of people worldwide uh, that are looking to potentially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, donate uh, any type of uh, cells or bone marrow to uh, cancer patients. So uh, there's many chapters okay. that are open up all across uh, the country. And, uh, of course, our mm-hmm. wonderful institution, specifically the College of Osteopathic Medicine, uh, decided to uh, bring this to student government. And uh, it has, after one year trial, it did become officially approved as a student organization. So their mission is to get people to mm-hmm. join the registry. And then hopefully at some point, uh, mm-hmm. if uh, some of these... Uh, Candidates are lucky to be contacted from the registry, they might have a chance of potentially saving a life
0: wow that's that's so novel right wow um, I know as a student I know how how the student body works or how, what we feel and the camaraderie and, and, you know, all the good things about the student life. You tell us, how's the working environment in this school?
1: It's very collaborative, very cohesive. I think that uh, we're always looking to work together as a team. We're looking to Uh, get some new ideas. And that's the other thing, too, is that I think that we're all given that opportunity to present new ideas uh, to the table and get the feedback that we need in order to make ourselves better at our current job. So uh, the work environment for me is wonderful. The staff that I work with are phenomenal people to be with. And, uh, you know, uh, so uh, I can't say anything more uh, than positive things about uh, just the environment. Uh
0: I I was once uh, work at a hospital before I joined uh, NYITCOM as an EPP student. And I don't know the person who told me the thing is uh, aware or unaware of the fact, but he told me that, oh, uh, you're thinking to apply to NYT-CAM, uh as an EPP. Um, oh, it's so easy to get in. What do you have to say about that? I'll let you know what I thought about that after I got in, but what do you think of, of, of what he said to me?
1: I think that, um, as mentioned earlier, very, very happy to know that we are the only medical school specifically on the Long Island campus that gives students like yourself the opportunity to get retrained. Uh, but uh, with, any, uh, with any health professional program, uh, definitely comes with a lot of uh, stress uh, whenever it comes to the application process. So uh, there, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of you, and it's kind of the, the other side of the coin when there's a lot of you that are graduating from medical school, but the reality is that there's not a residency for every one of you. And that goes along with the applications to medical school. There's plenty of you that are qualified, but we can only take a certain number
0: so true. So true. Thank you for answering that. Yeah. What I thought, I can tell you what I thought. I thought, okay, th- there's competitiveness everywhere, right? In, in any field or any application, job, school, there's competition everywhere. Easy, difficult is, I think, the mindset of how you feel at that point of time. What what one can do is be honest in their job, honest in their the work they the hours they put in their work in, and then the they will they will see the fruit of what, what they saw, right? That's that's what I thought about it. But I, I really thank NYTCOM to that you know that they took me in with open arms as an EPP. I cannot. I, I don't think I can repay back uh, in, in any shape or form. But I am so grateful for NYT to give me this opportunity. Well, David, thank you for your time. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience? How you feel about podcasting? How did you feel about talking to me? <laughs>
1: Uh, uh once again very appreciative of being given this opportunity. I will say this is my first podcast that I'm a part of so uh, I'm definitely uh, very excited uh, for future podcasts to provided the opportunity uh, but for any of you that are uh, thinking about applying to medical school, uh, think about NYITcom as a top choice. Uh, Take advantage of all these different opportunities that we're offering all of you to visit us virtually in person if the opportunity is available to you. And uh, if you ever do have any questions, all you have to do is just connect with us and reach out. Uh, If you want the answer to something, reach out to an admissions representative. We'll be happy to answer your questions.
0: Well, there you go, people. You hear what he has to say. So once again, thank you so much, David, for your time. I know this is, we're recording it on a weekend. You were with the family. I pulled you out from that. I'm sorry about that. But thank you so much for being in the show. I I hope we'll talk again real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This means a lot to me. Please, please, please do share down with the episodes. Write a review and also send me emails at medschool2.0podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram, medschool2.0. Please let us know where we can improve. And also if there are certain issues and things you want to hear about, we can learn so much from one another. Till next episode, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, your friends and family, and take care of your surroundings. I will catch you soon in the next episode. Bye for now.